Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to our podcast, uh, Returning to the Heart of Jesus. I'm your host, Bill Wegner, and uh, let's do what we do each session, and let's in- invite the Holy Spirit to be with us in a powerful way as we pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah. Come, O Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah. So we're very excited. We have a, a, a very, very special guest, um, a guy I've known for uh, quite a few years, and uh, I consider him a friend of mine, and his name is Joe Klecko, and he's a former uh, NFL football player for the, for the New York Jets, and uh, everywhere I go, if I all around the country, when I do the uh, the missions, I always mention, if I mention Joe Klecko, everybody knows him in every state that we go to. I'm not saying that they like him, because sometimes he was the enemy, but, uh, but they know him, that's for sure. So welcome, Joe. Welcome, Joe. It's Great it's to be here with you, Bill. really is. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Joe, uh, every time that uh, I've been with you, we've spoken at events together, and and I've invited you to events that I have. When anybody introduces you, they uh, they usually introduce you and give uh, your your football career and uh, you know the the statistics and fifty sacks and nine fumble recoveries and so on and so on and so forth, right? But even though uh, when I was younger, and I guess you were younger too, we we both uh, we were both younger. I used to watch you play football, but I, I never knew you then. But now I know you not really as a football player, but I know you as a man of faith and uh, who's trying, like the rest of us, to live out uh, the call to holiness that Jesus placed on our hearts. That's for sure. So I thought that what we would do today is maybe you could give us a kind of a little recap uh, of how you got into the NFL. because. It's not your normal story. I got to tell you that. No, no, it's very different. There is it's no very doubt. different. And then uh, how? Uh, then we'll go into ha- how you uh, were able to share your faith as you as you went through your career. Okay, so I know you Great. went to St. James High School. Yeah, I mean, we'll start it from there. I guess you don't want to hear about the diaper years. I guess so. We'll go. No, we'll start no, with the high school no. years. <laughs> so you're, you know, I met your mother. She told me all about them. Uh, yes, years ago. I know. That was so funny, though. Just to interject, you know. Uh, Bill was out doing a, a retreat by my old hometown and who was in the audience but my mom and that was right. kind of she called me up the next day and so did you so it was kind of funny yes. to see that that's that right. was. Yeah. she was she's a great lady she was a great lady so yes God rest her soul that's for sure that's for sure but uh, anyway so I was in I started out in high school and I was a freshman in high school and uh, I went out for the football team and uh, I got embarrassed by the coach uh, it was a situation where he thought I wasn't big enough to do what they were doing in the drill that I was doing. And he said, ah, get out of there, kid. You'll get hurt. And I was such a timid guy. And you know me now, Bill. I do know you now, Joe. That's hard to believe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I was so timid at that time. He just put me in my shell and I shut it down. I, I quit football and, uh, I used to play baseball, but, uh, I, uh, I went, you know, uh, another route. I was, I was, I was love working on cars. I was a, a motorhead in them days. And, uh, I stopped playing football. Uh, 
But then again, there was a rekindling of it in when I was a senior in high school. Basically, I had grown up, gotten a lot stronger and a lot bigger. And, you know, there wasn't too many people around that I was afraid of at that time, you know. Mm -hmm. So I figured, you know what? I'm going to go out for football again. And uh, happens, I went out and I made the team. And it was funny because we had a big meeting in the auditorium, the, you know, to introduce all the new people to, go, to be on the team. And my dad was with me. And my dad was an old great athlete from Chester, Pennsylvania. And, mm -hmm. you know, Sandlot area was real. And the head coach of the team was a guy named Joe Logue. And uh, he, uh, he said to my dad, he goes, is, is that your son? He goes, I didn't know that. Or I would have tapped into this earlier. And I said <laughs> to myself, I said, Klecko. Mm, there's not a lot of, you got one yeah, kid right. in school named Klecko and it's not a <laughs> common name, but anyway, I, you know, I went on to play in, in, in uh, high school, did very well. Uh, I became a, a star football player, but uh, no, no scholarships followed me though, because uh, uh, my coach didn't feel that I was something that would make it through college and he basically deterred recruiters from talking to me because they would come during school hours and ask me to be removed from class to speak mm -hmm. with them. And, and they had to go to him first mm -hmm. and he denied them access to me. He wouldn't let them talk to me because he said, he told me, he says, don't waste your time. He's, he's never going to be able to make it college football. No, he, he, I don't think he meant my, my uh, uh, ability to play football. I think he meant school-wise, okay? Ooh. I was not a good student. I didn't like it. So anyway, uh, from there on, uh, I, I, I didn't go anywhere from there. Uh, but I missed it so much one year. I was out watching a softball game one day, and one of the coaches from the football team in the area was a Sandlot team called the Aston Knights. And he came up to me, and it was Moose Brand was his name, and there was a guy that played at St. James just like me. And he said, Joe, he said, listen, how about you come out and, you know, play? And the guys were there that you know. So, oh, great. Okay. So, at the time, my girlfriend, Debbie, who is now my wife, we're, we're so we go out to the practice field for the football team, and I pull up, and, again, there was my nervousness of being a, a very timid guy, uh, I'd say, I'm not getting out of the car and go out there with them guys. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> My wife takes the keys out of the ignition of the car and throws them out the window. And I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, you got to go get them now. Knowing that they were going to see me. And I'm <laughs> looking at her and giving her the evil eye and, you know, so I go out and get my keys. And then let's say, he goes, hey, Joe, how are you? Come on over. Yeah. And as I reached in to get my spikes, I glared at my wife and said a few choice words. And I, I was mad at her. But then you probably knew right away you needed to marry that girl. This person never told me what to do. Exactly. <laughs> and, and it's funny because if you really look at back in it, Debbie doesn't do that. I've never in a position I ever was with the New York Jets. It was really a... A way for God to handle it, I guess you could yeah, say, with a sure. little girl, you know. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I played semi-pro and was pretty good. And the, another funny story is the guy who was the equipment manager for Temple University helped out with the semi-pro team because the guys that owned the semi-pro team were friends of his. And mm -hmm. he was astute about equipment. And uh, so uh, he went back and told Wayne Harden, who was the head coach, at Temple at that time, he goes, 
there's a kid out there playing Sandlot football that's better than anybody in your football team. And, of course, Harden snouted at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. But he came out to watch me play one day, and he watched me play one quarter and gave me a full scholarship to go to Temple. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had a great career at Temple. It was fun. You know, we were uh, a very competitive team, which was enjoyable because uh, it, well, in high school we were, too, uh, my high school in our area, which is not in existence anymore. The, 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 the diocese closed it. Uh, but uh, we were a powerhouse in high school. So I was used to that in a way. So I went to Temple. It was We weren't a powerhouse, but we were a good football team. So it was yeah. fun. Back then, back then, was was Temple considered a football school? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If Temple was – yeah. Mm, yeah. Wayne Harden, really, they brought him in because uh, Coach Harden had – coached Navy with Roger Stallback and Joe Bellino. And I think he reached number two in the country, you know? So his reputation of coaching was, was excellent, you know? And so I don't know how the temple really, you know, recruited him in there, but they got him. And of course, what a great name for you as a college to recruit young players. Wayne sure. Harden was a very, he's in the college hall of fame. He's a very renowned coach. Again, he's not here no more. God rest his soul. He's a, but he was a good guy for us. Yes. So, you know, so let me ask boy, you this. I want to, I want to back up a little bit. Good. Um, when you were at St. James, when you eventually played in your senior year and then you went on to temple and all that stuff, I, how was your face? How, how was it? Did, did well, uh, was it important up, in your life? No, it wasn't. Uh, Cause I was a young kid, you know, and, and everything else around me was more important. It seemed at that time, but as a family, we were a very Catholic family. If yeah. you didn't get dressed to the tees on Sunday, my mother would rip your ears off. You know yes. what I mean? And we had to go to church and we sat in the same place and everything. like. And, and mom would always question me about my Sundays after we played on Saturday in college. Yeah. So what'd you go to mass? So mom stayed on top of me. Not that I always did what mom wanted, of course, you know, but uh, at that time, you know, as a youngster and all, uh, you know, all the pictures of Mary and Jesus were around the house and mom made sure we stayed the road, you know. But as far as a devout Catholic Christian, a calling of some, no, I, I really wasn't. You know, I was I was more of a street kid. I was I was a renegade kid. You know, I was never in trouble for my mom and all in school. I had a couple of instances, you know, that uh, get out of hand. But. Of course, they weren't my fault. <laughs> no, obviously not. And, uh, it's, isn't it amazing how we have, I have a similar story, but we have that same foundation that our family gave to us. Yes. You know? yeah. I remember growing up and people asked me, did you always go to church? I said, my mother, Irish Catholic Mary Lynch Wagner, uh, prayed three or four rosaries a day. And uh, I lived with my grandmother from Ireland. And my father was from Minnesota, and they only had mass every six weeks Ooh. because they had the uh, didn't have a priest. Yeah, the priest had made the rounds, and right. so I don't remember any of us ever saying we wouldn't even think that way. Ever saying on Sunday, I don't, I don't feel like going to mass. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, that would have been that would have been death right there with me that's with right. my mom. That's you a know? death wish. There's yeah. no doubt. That's, that's yeah. for sure. So then, when you when you uh, when you finally you got drafted, and and I, I know I know this about you because I heard you say this the other day. I, 
when you got drafted, you by the Jets, you were a little disappointed though. Because yeah, was, you're yeah, a big Eagle fan. Yeah, because I grew up a Eagles fan, of course. And the Eagles had talked to me prior to the draft and everything. He said, listen, Joe, if we have a possibility, I think their first round was the fifth or they were, they were we're going to take you in the fifth round. They had a guy they took in the fifth round. Uh, his name was Skip Sharp. And the guy didn't make it out of camp, okay? Uh, but after they didn't draft me and then I went to the Jets, you know, I was, I was disappointed because, you know, it's like your hometown team. You wanted to play sure. there. All the reasons, you know, you know, as much as I was, I was a, I was a mama's boy in a way. So you, want, you always wanted to stay home. And it was very disappointing that I got drafted by the Jets and not the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, when you went there and then you started to experience the success that you had there for 10 years, uh, again, let's going back to uh, you, you were still keeping your face, but how was the culture there? Uh, did, were there guys who actually um, professed their faith Christianity you know you know it's amazing Bill and I think you run into it too because of your experiences around I've never talked to you about this and it is it's almost like you know the Protestant evangelist type guys were the guys that professed their faith yeah you know the guys that were Catholic like myself and all you know uh when we went on the road we we had a priest that would say mass on Saturday night for us you know, before the games and stuff like that. And my first years was Walt Michaels was our head coach, a good Polish Catholic guy, you know, and, uh, you know, if I didn't come to mass or something, you know, that Saturday night, yes. there'd be a knock on my door and he'd go, hey, where were you? You know, he was, yeah. you know, like my father, even though as big as I was and everything like that, I was afraid of him, like, you know. Yes, like, of course. And, uh, you know, he always caught the wrath there. So it was always that person in the back of my head always tapping me on the head about it was I devout no I was not devout at all I didn't I didn't really experience my faith as you say you know as again maybe coming to see someone speak like yourself or myself at the time I was never interested in it I was about you know I'm a big star now even though I never professed that in any way, but, you know, in my own mind, you know, I don't need this. I don't need that. I have this, you know, and, you know, when you start making good money and you're young, you know, you don't think you need God. I mean, going to church is one thing. And what it is is like stopping in for a visit, like, you know, of somebody down the street, you know, it wasn't like I went in there and he, you know, I really didn't even know what the mass was about. I didn't know, you know, what, what, what I was there for, but uh, you know, uh, did I miss? Yes, I did. And there was a lot of times that, you know, there was something more important to do in my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Sure. People have said to me when you, you spent, I, cause I spent 25 years out of the church and uh, people will say to me, well, you didn't, you didn't think that you needed God. I said, I was so successful in what I was doing. I thought I was God. Yeah. You know? yeah. So that's, and that's yeah. how we are sometimes. So when yep. did you really start to, to live out your faith and, uh, and be fearless? Because I know you are. In, well, uh, it, really, it really started with Debbie again, okay? Mm -hmm. The old, my evangelist, you know, she, uh, yeah, I, 1985, I 86, 87, I forget what the year was. But Debbie, my mom, and her mom went to Medjugorje, okay? Oh, okay. So to me, yes. that, that was when they... We're living with people and didn't have any hotel. I mean, Medjugorje yeah. was, you know, 81 was the newest. So 80, 
87, 88, when they went, okay, you know, Medjugorje was really not a thriving metropolis, yeah. really as it is today, you know. So she went, you know, and, and, and they had a lot of great experiences and, you know, going to Mass, Apparition Hill, everything, you know. You know, but no rosary beads turned to gold. You know, there was no bells and whistles. But because of her and Bill, you know, Debbie, as well as anybody like she's quiet. She's never going to try to make me do anything. But she gives me that guilt complex that is so deep. It's like getting punched by Joe Frazier. You know what I mean? So (laughs) I had no problem understanding what she wanted. So Debbie was the catalyst of getting us back to a a very Catholic, you know, way. And uh, and that's basically how it started by her going to Medjugorje. And then, and then it, people would, because they knew that you were a faithful man, then people would ask you because of your fame as a football player, they would ask you to share some of your stories. Yeah. Speak at these different uh, rallies and, and, conferences and stuff is that true well you know in the middle in the, in the early 90s and all i got in some legal trouble and stuff and all of a sudden i needed god you know all of a sudden you know when you, you never knew he was there now you want him wrapped around your arms every day you know so i started attending mass every day and i was a daily communicant i really until probably last year i could count the times of i missed mass on one hand but then when COVID came along, yeah. you know, with uh, with work, work being demanding a little bit, and then also churches being closed and stuff, it was still very uh, uh, hard to get to. But that's what really uh, kicked it. You know, people would see me every day at mass and, and, and I talk about it with people. And then, you know, I, th- I forget who it was, Jim Manhart had said, you know, I'd like you to speak at the men's conference. And I'm like, what? You know, like I've spoken to kids in, in, in Pop Warner and everything else right along the way, but I never spoke to anybody about God, you know? And then, you know, we went there and I mean, there had to be four or 500 people, you know, the, it was at uh, Christian Brothers Academy. It was packed. And uh, I remember, uh, during you know I, I was going through my my opening speeches and stuff like that and uh i got to a point where i was talking about something i forget what it was but i i got emotional and i'm trying to read my cue cards because you know when i spoke about something you know i learned i was a public speaker anyway so i got so disappointed i took the cards and i threw them up in the air i said the heck with them cards. We're going to go from the heart here. And everybody <laughs> roared and yelled. It was pretty good. It was it, yeah, it was oh, an yeah. eye opener at that yeah. point. But and, uh, at yeah, that I, point, I remember one time. I don't want to interrupt you, but I remember one what? time where you you did get emotional and you said, "I might cry, and if any of you snicker or anything out there, I'm going to come out and kill you." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do that. And you said, "No, no, I'm serious." <laughs> yes i do do that because at right. times you know you're talking about things especially when i would talk about the kids and my wife and stuff like that yes. when we went through a little bit of hard times and stuff like that you know you get to that point and and that's what i've done i said listen i may tear up first guy that cry first guy that says anything or if i ever hear you say something about it i'm yours i'm gonna be yours and i'll be <laughs> yours. so it was funny yeah so, so I know it's different with COVID and stuff like that, but uh, uh, 
Uh, are you, do you still think that there's opportunities for you going forward to share your faith at, in all different venues and stuff like that? I don't know how to explain it to you, but you know, we all at this bad time of our life, think about what would you do? How would you handle it? You know, and you know, the, the things we read all the time and, and I'm well-versed on everything because I have a mentor here at the house. Debbie teaches me everything basically, you know, and I say to myself, you know, if I was in Auschwitz, would I stand up for my faith? You know? Yeah. And you know, when I think about questioning it, I say, you know what? There isn't a question in my mind how I would stand. And, and if it brings point for me now, like you just asked if I would, that would be my ultimate dream to just, you know, the Lord wants us to bring everyone back to him. And if right. I have that chance to do that for anyone, you know, uh, just to, to get them a sniff and then draw them in. And, mm -hmm. you know, I do this every day of my life, really, because of people I meet and, and my reputation of being a celebrity, as they say, they, they say to me like, wow, you're, you're like that. You know, I thought, you know, all football players, baseball players, and all were all about themselves and stuff. Well, I'm still about myself. I know I'm good looking and all, but, you know, <laughs> but, you know, I was just going to say that, Joe. I was just going to say that. <laughs> you know, we go through these traps of the world, you know, oh, yeah. and the more learned we become, the more we understand how to achieve, you know, uh, uh, um, I'm missing the, the one thing goes first when you've been hitting the head a lot, yes. uh, you know, I, you know, an evangelist. You know, yeah, I mean, sure. who would ever think, even when I was younger, to go out and, and draw people to God? You know what I mean? And the more we learn and the more we read and the more we pray, we find out how important it is. And God wants that from us to bring more souls to him every day, you know? Oh, there's no doubt. There's absolutely no doubt about it. And that's why we're doing this podcast, you know? We're just getting started. We've only had a few episodes, but we... Well, that's why we do that because we we're not being invited to come and do parish missions because of COVID and the restrictions and the flying, right? And all that stuff. But we have an obligation um, to be lights of encouragement to people, even though they're down in this uh, in this this time in our history. They're they're down, and we have an obligation to tell them, "Hey, listen, we know how the story ends." Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. We he's know the boss. And, and you know that we're going to go in if we're, you know, if we're doing the, the things that Jesus wants us to do. And, right. and people need to hear that. People well, you know, the, one, one of the, I think one of the greatest things that people really do miss is they may, okay, they're down and out. They hear you. They start doing some good things, you know, like, you know, all right, pray the Bible 20 minutes a day, you know. I mean, that, you know, I, I listen to Taylor Marshall a lot on, on his uh, YouTube stuff. And he always says that about praying the Bible 20 minutes. That's nothing out of anyone's time, but it takes an effort to do that. Okay. When, when mm -hmm. you do that, you get closer. When you pray, the rosary, uh, you know, Padre Pio, you know, this is our, our sword for being in the war is the rosary, you know. So all of these things count. But I think what happens is when people start praying, and they really don't get these results that they want from God to react, 
I mean, then they get disappointed or walk away or they get mad at you for saying, oh, how how would you like to be Mother Teresa? What was it, 40 years of dryness? I mean, Mother Teresa kept going on and on with her ministry uh, to 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 his to her death, of course. But sure. she didn't have God wrapped around her. You know, she knew what God wanted from the beginning. And then to go through 40 years of, of, of that dryness that she had, where yeah. the Lord never even spoke to her at all. And that is a real Christian there. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Well, Joe, pretty much our time is up. And uh, I can't thank you enough for, for coming and being with us um, and inspiring us by telling us your story, your testimony. And uh, I just want to say God bless you and thank you very much. Well, without a doubt, big guy. All right. Talk I'll, to I'll, you I'll, soon. Move, I'll move you on the phone here. Hold on a second. Yeah, I know. Uh, what, there you go. There, there we go. are. No, All back. right. God bless you. Give Debbie a hug for me. You got it, Bill. Bye, buddy. Bye-bye.